The temps are warmer, you've mowed the lawn, and maybe even turned on the AC a time or two. It's definitely spring. So SpI.com is having their spring sale. Log on now and get local deals up to 50% off before they're gone. SpI.com. This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. John Strumstripper is here on a day where people are making political announcements. Go right ahead. It's all yours. <laughs> You're, you're going to confirm what I've been saying all along. Happy Halloween, Sam. Yeah. <laughs> Trick or treat. Yeah, that'll work. Isn't it fun to just sit? I know we kid with you a lot about maybe one of these days, but not this day. Uh, but isn't it interesting? We've got a big election coming up a week from tomorrow, and yep. yet people talk. This town, it's the national pastime. Well, local politics, people love to talk about local elections, and um, nothing like a mayor's race, a city election to get people thinking. Uh, that was some breaking news, though, this morning. Yeah, I knew it. I'd heard it the other night. He had made up his mind. Uh, I guess when you're out having petitions, people sign them. That's a pretty yeah. good indication that you're going to run for something. <laughs> helps. So, uh, but uh, you have uh, so far two announced candidates, and there's a good chance that uh, there may be uh, Miss Badger may be getting in the race also. So all of a sudden, we've only got two announced for mayor, and I don't hear anybody else on the horizon. So um, that doesn't impact you and what you do at the community foundation i wouldn't think. oh no i mean we are really avoid all politics as much as possible I know you do. yeah and um that's a good thing for any philanthropic organization in my mind but we do work very closely more than ever frankly with elected officials that are in office um, because you know those elected officials serve as public servants and they're there for the community good which is much what we're for ultimately as a community foundation as a grant maker so it's been, especially since the next 10 has evolved in the last couple of years with big projects, big ideas. I know, um, sh- truthfully, short of Ryan McCready here, it's probably working with local elected officials that we partner with the most these days on those projects. Uh, you mentioned next 10, and I often wondered, and I know you're going to confirm this, that number 11 didn't make the cut, was a casino. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Sam, truth, yeah, Sam's, truth. Sam's Town Casino, I know. Go, yes. Well, you had an opportunity to submit those ideas. <laughs> uh, we, we really, truthfully, didn't have, that I can recollect, one recommendation from when we opened this up to the public. Really? We had hundreds of ideas submitted, and I don't recall a casino, casino being Casino didn't make no. even the player to be named later list you can still submit we have a suggestion box live on the i'm by the website you guys. i'm, I'm going i know where the power is <laughs> the people have spoken i'm gonna go to jerome power of jerome i know mike lopez he can make it happen you're right no curbs no gutters no sidewalks we have a casino in jerome he could make that happen huck beach, huck beach. Huck, mayor this is not sammy huck beach called him mayor speed bumps that's I don't know what that means. You call Huck Beach. I'm not getting involved with this discussion with you Democrats. You guys are having too much fun. Ryan, uh, hey, some good news yeah. about Greyhound, huh? Oh, that transportation yeah. center. That that is an, an amazing accomplishment. You know, for years when I was uh, a city leader over in Decatur, we were trying to get the Greyhound bus to come in to where our city bus is sure. connected to make sure that people when they got off the bus they weren't dropped out. In the middle of nowhere, and they had a policy, at least that's what we were told, that they had to stop right by the interstate. So they, they dropped people off at the uh, uh, pilot truck stop off of Route 48 and I-72. So uh, to get that announcement that they're coming into the multimodal wow. center, the hub, that's a huge accomplishment. And I think what it really shows is what a big deal this rail relocation project is and what a big deal this hub is, this multimodal transportation 
that an organization like Greyhound recognizes that and says, despite what we do or what our policy is, we want to be here. We want to be part of this this thing that's going on. So that was big news to me because I have some history in dealing with the situation in the past. Does it appear that the timeline to finish the rail project mm-hmm. is online? I mean, is it re- sometime in 2025? Yeah. And how about the funding? Has it all been appropriated? The, the timeline still looks really solid, um, and the funding is expected to come together. Of course, they can't it's not easy to appropriate things that far in advance in a government budget. But uh, there's a lot of organizations at all levels of government that have a lot invested in this project. And when we think about what it's going to mean for our community from an economic development and economic growth standpoint and a quality of life standpoint, first of all, reduction of the horn blowing for the trains as they come through town because of the railway location and the new crossings and the overpasses and those kind of things. That's a big quality of life improvement. What it does to open up the Third Street Corridor in connecting our medical, Illinois Medical District and those communities together, that's going to make an enormous difference also. You know, John's on the, the Medical District Commission. The Growth Alliance provides staff support for that. And we know national developers that we talk to know about this relocation and they're looking differently at development in the Medical District because of the train's being out of there so this is a i think it's one of these things that we won't know what a big deal it was until it's done so i'm glad that we're taking delivery celebrating the steps along the way this may question be more uh pertain to ryan but i'm gonna start with john how much one of the things we're a lot concerned with is we tend to be becoming more polarized in this city north south east west north enders east side doesn't get this south and so on and so forth does the foundation have to address itself with those concern, or can you, above any organization, look at Springfield as a whole and not be concerned about, well, the north side got this, the west side didn't get this, and so on? Oh, um, I think much of corridor our mission is bringing people together, and we serve beyond Springfield, Sangamon County, and eight counties, sure. actually. So, you know, as a grant-making organization, we make grants all around the community, a lot of times it's um, disproportionately in uh, impoverished parts of the community because that's where the social service agencies exist. But um, I think more than ever, Sam, after COVID and social distancing and staying apart, we need to look for every opportunity we can to be together. I mean that quite literally. <laughs> I just think human beings need to be around each other, especially people of different backgrounds, different class, different race, different ge- geographical location. We need to find more opportunities for getting people together. I um, I think a lot of what we're looking at just on kind of what's, you know, seen as more entertainment or fun things like concerts, the Levitt concerts, that's really important in my mind because it's a crossroads of people, uh, of getting people together. And I, I know in my own life when I'm around others who I'm not typically around, you, you learn pretty quickly we're all pretty alike. So I hope for more opportunities like that um, here in the near future. Ryan, you probably hear it more than any of us. Oh, you always think about the west side or the north side, or you forget about the east side, or you forget about the south side, whatever section some people think is not being served or addressed. How do you address that? Well, actions speak louder than words, right? I mean, we can all say these different things, but we try to get directly involved with folks all around the community, but also all around the county. Uh, It's easy for people to think that we spend, the Growth Alliance spends most of its effort working in Springfield. When we're a countywide agency, just like, you know, John's got multiple counties, but 
you know, we're a countywide agency. So I spend a lot of time working with mayors and leaders of villages all over the county, whether it's out in Riverton, working with their new development, their new truck stop project, land they have developed out there. Spent a lot of time with Mayor Kimsey in Chatham. There's a number of examples, uh, working projects in southern Sagamon County. The Emberclear project is outside of Pawnee. That's the power plant. Uh, there, you know, so we also spend a lot of time working directly with Dominic Watson, the Black Chamber of Commerce, and the Springfield Urban League on opportunities on the east side. Uh, the Growth Alliance uh, helped uh, help fund and and foster a trip up to a neighborhood redevelopment project on the south side of Chicago, the Pullman neighborhood uh, redevelopment project, which is nationally famous for the efforts that they did up there. We took a group of community leaders up there for a, a couple day tour of that location and uh, helped fund that to help spur what you've seen happen at Cap 1908. And we're big supporters of Cap 1908. And the work going on there. Um, so, yeah, you have to, you can say you're doing these things, but you really need to do it through actions. And it's going to be more meaningful uh, when, when you when you step forward in that way. I'm sorry, Ryan, I ask you this every time. It seems like we talk, but it's the question I hear more than yeah. who's going to be the next mayor, who's going to win this, <laughs> who's going to be, and so on and so forth. Sports complex. Sports complex. Yeah. They're uh, doing, they've, they've been out there, they've got the soil borings done out at the sports complex. They do? Yes. Okay. Um uh, some people have said they've seen them moving dirt out there, but that some of that also has to do with uh, relocation of topsoil. Uh, the bids are coming in this week and next week for the construction work. That's really a, that's a sign. That's another sign people look forward for the work getting ready to happen. Um, they're preparing to close financially on the private side of the financing. There's two sides to financing this project. There's the the public side, and when I mean the public side, I mean financing associated with the public incentives that come back in. And then there's a separate private side. They've been very successful at getting investors and uh, folks that want to be part of the sports complex, both locally and nationally. Um, so it's really coming together as we had all hoped. Everybody wants this stuff done quicker. But you also have to remember, until we can get that city council vote on accepting the development agreement, it's really difficult for any developer to go out and do a bunch of advanced work until they had that. Do you think there are other businesses just waiting out there? Yes. I don't think I know. Really? There, there'll be several other announcements once they break ground. Once they break come. ground, yeah. there will be others to follow. Yep. Absolutely. I keep hearing the same thing, and I'm good. Absolutely. This is, um, I, you know, the, the additional spending that's coming in. Think about hosting a 120-team soccer tournament for a weekend. None of those eight-year-old kids drive themselves here uh, to these tournaments. They bring a whole family with them. Many times grandparents with them also. It's going to be an enormous. But what I'm really excited about, that stuff's great economically, but what I'm really excited about is our own student-athletes getting to use that facility during the week. And that agreement, that use agreement between the sports complex and District 186, I think is going to make a big impact too. When you think about a lot of people, or some people decide where their kids are going to go to school based on those athletic facilities. We know that, right? We we see these things, and having that available is going to set Springfield apart from other communities. So I, I, it's it's going to be a great project for so many reasons. John Strasheffer, I think you are one of those parents that probably traveled a little, right? Uh, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> for how many for how many years? Well, my, with your, we, we kind of avoided the travel until this last summer with my daughter playing five tournaments of basketball. But <laughs> it's it's nice to have those local facilities, no doubt. And you know, sincerely. For the local issue that Ryan just brought up, there's a lot of kids who do not get to travel because they can't afford to. Absolutely. They have those facilities for students who don't have the opportunity, in my mind, 
as a parent, as a former you know young athlete that played at Fairview Ballpark, we need good facilities for kids who can't afford to travel. And this is an important thing for the community, on, right. I think, on uh, in many respects. But, Ryan, here we go again, back to a casino challenging the the small operations of the mom and pop, if you will. I'm not sure Lucy's place is a mom and pop. But having said that, there are people saying, okay, you bring in this facility, it's going to impact Spartan Park. It's going to impact the YMCA. It's going to impact the gym out on uh, Veterans Parkway. How do you address that? Well, the sports complex and the YMCA have agreements to get to work together on different things. So they're actually working alongside each other on a number of opportunities. Uh, when you look at, and I've not done a lot of travel sports with my kids. Our daughter was a competitive gymnast for a while and a son played AAU basketball for a little while, but we never had a tournament at just one facility when we went to somewhere for a town. Um, many times you were having one game at the sports complex, another game in a gym at a church somewhere, another game at somewhere like the gym. And so my experience is that there's a lot of spillover that way. Also, you have to understand the sports complex is in the city limits of Springfield. Some of these other facilities are not inside the city limits of Springfield. And if those cities decide to make investments and support in a similar way, there's that opportunity there. But this sports complex is financed and funded in a very unique manner where the developer is taking all the capital risk of whether this is successful or not. Most sports complexes are put together by a city or a park district, and all the taxpayers bear the risk of the success of the sports complex. Uh, Both of you come in on a regular basis. Um, Give me about a 45-second mission statement of what the Springfield Sangamon Growth Alliance is all about. Our, our, uh, Our goal is to grow the economy of Springfield and Sangamon County. Bottom line, at the end of the day, we want more people living and working in Springfield and Sangamon County. We want to improve the brand and awareness of our community for both businesses and residents. John Strenshaw, as far as the Community Foundation. Yeah, the Community Foundation's mission is connecting people who care with causes that matter. Uh, We do that quite simply. People give us money, and we give it away to charitable organizations. And so people want to set up a foundation. They can call you. Is there a minimum amount of money Uh, they need? Ten or 20000 depending on the type of fund they want to set up. Yeah, give us a call, and uh, we get this time of year, we start to see an uptick in those calls with year-end giving. So uh, the number is 789-4431. Girls basketball started. Starts today. Practice it does. Starts today. First day of practice today. <laughs> yep. What do the numbers oh, yeah. look like at SHG? Good. There's a lot of freshmen coming in. Really? So, yeah. That's like, nice. It'll be a fun year. They got, they're getting better. Good. I Had a good summer, it. you say? Great summer. It was a lot of fun. Very good. And Ryan, how old are your children? Our youngest is 18. He's a senior oh at Lou High. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, 27, how 21, that with High? Real quick, I apologize how things working out with I Lou tell High. you what, I, I can't say enough good things about the leadership of that school how they handled this situation they acted like they had it control under control the whole time they're out at springfield first church the nazarene it's going really really well and it really brought the community of parents together when we moved that school on a saturday morning and there were so many people we had that whole building emptied in like 90 minutes uh it just shows you that the passion for it so they're they're doing well, but the leadership at High deserves an award. They did an outstanding job. Gentlemen, always thanks. Always coming in. Always fascinating information. Thanks Thank for coming you. with yep. us this morning. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.